So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, only now admitting the title is mathematically impossible. I will never admit that. I was still going for it until today. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the first podcast in the podium room to congratulate the other ones. Well done, Mr. Apex. That is as far from the truth as could be. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, statistically the second best F1 podcast in history. <laughs> it's statistically the best of the two F1 podcasts that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Matthew McConaughey of F1 Podcasts. Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the AWS tyre analysis tool of F1 Podcasts. I reckon in about nine minutes this podcast is going to be in striking distance. <laughs> I'm G. Grez and today from the internet again, we are going to talk about the United States Grand Prix where Valtteri Bottas scored a glorious victory but nobody cared because Lewis Hamilton is world champion for the 43rd time. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who is bang on trend. It's Phil Tromans. Yeah, so I'm down with the kids now. Got a new phone, innit? Got an iPhone 11 Pro. I think that means that I'm cool now and can take good pictures. Is that wow. it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Did you well, buy it, only, it only happens every two years. Did so. you buy it outright? No, got it. Got a good deal through EE, innit? Threatened to leave him. Went to BT. Then EE called me and said, uh, stay with us. Here's a deal. I said, right. damn right. So what does it do? It's got a good camera, and it's not broken like my old one. But what does it do? It makes calls, goes on the internet, takes pictures. Cool. And alongside him is a man who got his bag stuck in a cafe. It's Terry Saunders. <laughs> Sounds painful. So today, I'll be honest, I've had a bad day. I've not been feeling great. On my lunch break from my job, I went to get a cup of coffee in like a hipster cafe thing. You know the kind of thing that's got like crates for seats and stuff? And I was doing some work on my laptop, put my laptop away in my bag, and the strap and I will show the people in the room the strap. The strap has a little Oh yeah. A little kind of loop over. It's like the um yeah. the extender bit 
that that you pull to tighten it. Yeah, and it's kind of sewn over itself. And this bit went down the back of the crate thing Ooh. and then lodged itself in a kind of weirdly stuck way. So I started pulling it and it wouldn't come out. And then it, because it's got a little sewy bit, it kind of anchored itself behind the crate. Like a grappling hook. So, like a grappling hook, very much like that. So I started yanking it and it wouldn't go. And then I was trying to pull the thing away from the wall, but it was like stuck on tight. And I asked someone to move. It's very embarrassing. And then let's just say within five minutes, everybody in the cafe <laughs> was trying to pull my bag away from the thing. And lots of people coming over. And it was a bit sword in the stony because everyone was obviously looking from afar and going, well, this is fucking easy because clearly it's just a bit of strap caught. And it took the boss of the cafe to kind of prise the seat away from the wall just as I was going, no, no, it's fine. Give me some scissors. I'll cut the strap. And um, yeah, we basically had at one point 10 people on my bag trying to pull this thing away oh, from God. the wall and it was humi- I was in- I'm really tired not in a good mood and it was just like I'm trying to be all jovial going oh isn't this funny <laughs> so I'm does, going does this mean that the owner of the cafe is now the king of England king of me oh Chica have you been up to much last time I spoke to you I had bled a radiator yes I remember we were well. very impressed Thank with unusual you. implements yeah uh, well now I have broken the boiler Yay! trying to bleed my radiators. Excellent work. Was it because you used a screwdriver? No, I got my radiator key came through from Amazon, so right, that was fine. Um, I don't know a lot about boilers, but I don't think you can break one by bleeding a radiator. Don't Carry underestimate on. Chica's skills. <laughs> well, Carry on. actually, it was Dad on the phone, and he was like, oh, <coughs> twist these and all of that. Anyway, it turns out we've broken it. If it makes you feel any better, boilers are notoriously cheap to fix. Oh, hang on. No, sorry. Yeah, they're really expensive. <laughs> so if you'd like to help, uh, ff1s.com slash boiler, boiler, boiler. No, fuck that. No, money to us goes on beer. We're not spending it on boilers. <laughs> on to Listener's Corner, where we have installed an extra sausage to stop trespassers. But that hasn't stopped you lot venting on your collective spleens on our social media pages and reflecting on yet another championship for Lewis Hamilton. Ben Tumbles goes straight into the controversy with his comment. Lewis Hamilton, the first gentleman to win six world championships. Will Bowen is more forgiving. It might well be boring for non-fans of Lewis Hamilton to see him win year after year. But it was the same for non-Schumacher fans in the early 2000s. Give it 10 years and everyone will agree that Michael Schumacher and Lewis Hamilton should stand alongside each other in the pantheon of the greats. And Ian Martin said, That gif of Alan Partridge shrugging represents perfectly my cavalier, distant lack of fucks given attitude. Here's hoping for Charlie Clark in 2020. But with another year left until the rules change in 2021, Russell Trigg says... Let's spare a moment for the bastard stepchild that is the 2020 season. Well, lots to unpack. Yeah, lots to get into. Well, I disagree with Russell at the end because 2020 will be the best season for years because it's going to be the closest because everything's going to kind of converged into, you know, Ferrari seems to have got the game together a bit this year. I mean, they had a a fast car that might have been illegal. We said this last year. But I'm saying it again this year. And then in 2021, Mercedes will probably just knock it out of the park again. Well, somebody will knock it out of the park. If it's not Mercedes, it'll be somebody else and it'll be the same story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get this first gentleman to win six world championships. Is that a racist The first gentleman. 
to win six world championships, implying that Michael Schumacher was many things, but he was not a gentleman. Oh, I see. It's a it's go a, at Schumacher. It's a go, right. yeah, you know, it's a, it's one of those um, punching up things against the uh, gynecoma. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. In that Schumacher was a little bit dirty, and whatever Luke Hamilton is, I don't think you can really accuse him of being a dirty driver. He's a great driver. Yeah, I think he's done it. You know, he's a bit annoying. You can't really argue with his talent, can you? He's nope. won like a third of every races he's taken part in. I love him. Oh, okay. Uh, Ian Martin doesn't give a shit. Do you think that's a common... He wants Charlie Clark to win. Charlie, Mr. Petulant, dickwad. Wow. No way. I understand some people don't like Lewis Hamilton, some like him, but he's been good for the last five years. And let's not forget, he... Went to that Mercedes team when it looked like a stupid thing to do. It's true. When they'd had, what was that guy's name? Michael Schumacher? Yeah. Done nothing, then retired. They had Ross Braun there, who'd done, looked like he'd fucked it all up. And he was leaving McLaren. McLaren! Why would you leave McLaren? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who were obviously going to do very well. Exactly. Um, they were just in a small blip. Yeah, I've, I think... Because there's, there's an alternative universe where Lewis Hamilton is still driving for McLaren at the back of the grid. That's not impossible to imagine. Oh, it would be surely, unlikely. Surely he would have left by now. You'd think so, but, you know... They've gone to racing point rather than stay at McLaren. Th- there is that, you know, there, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed alternative, but there is a universe where he kind of, you know, Alonso stuck at McLaren for a few years. He'd be like going, it's part of the new rebuilding project. He could have wasted four of his championships driving Hondas. Trouble could is, have. Alonso had no other choice because he'd just been a dick to everybody else in the paddock. Definitely that too. Whereas mm. I think generally, for, for all his sort of, you know, flouncing around away from the track i think generally people seem to quite like lewis hamilton he seems like he's an agreeable kind of guy i agree um and there's another alternative universe where he probably could have had eight or nine by now because there's been a couple where he's finished second in the last race of the season and all this yes, kind of stuff it's true his first year and the year with that other guy yeah it's maybe not been the sort of the most showbiz of championships that he's ever won but it's a hell of an achievement yeah but and, and a few years ago we were saying well nobody's ever going to get to schumacher are they that that's out of touch and now he could quite easily do eight or nine. I reckon he'll do ten. Well, then call it a day. I reckon he'll do ten and call it a day. And go and win everything else. No, I think he'll just give up motor racing and become like a superstar. David Eric Bolt has questions about the Scuderia Wunderkind. Ferrari Pitwall. Charles, you must avoid the curbing at turn nine. Charles, why? The wool shouldn't have to explain. Looks like they hired a 13-year-old as the driver. His petulant response to them, asking him to short shift to avoid over-revving on a bump, was also telling to the immaturity Leclerc is exhibiting. It does seem like he's living up to your uh, your analysis of him, Terry. Like, yeah. The more time goes on. As soon as you got into Ferrari, his ego's gone ballooned. And, you know, I know Vettel had a bad race this week, but the last couple of races, Vettel's not been that bad, and he's not been wiping the floor with Vettel and yet he's got more and more kind of shitty and he's just like I just don't understand why you'd be that shitty over the public radio because that implies Mm. you know it's like if that's what he's like in public how does he talk to them in private is there a case that Leclerc has basically been harsh and that he's come in and he's been like wow okay this is that's pretty impressive for a first go and then he's just getting a little bit worse and worse and worse and worse well you know and now he's got Grosjean driving in him what what (laughs) yeah i'll go with that speaking of ferrari paul hinton says i think ferrari's lack of pace is telling in 2018 they had incredible pace until their battery 
was investigated. And now, after an investigation into their fuel system, they have suddenly lost their immense straight line speed. Is it a coincidence, a one-off bad weekend, or something more? Something more. We should be careful to say it's them utterly cheating, because that would probably be libelous. Yeah, we're not saying that they cheated. But we've consulted our Magic 8 ball, and all signs point to yes. <laughs> so... Are we going to talk about this now, or should we talk about it in the... In yeah, the let's bit? talk about it now. Okay, so there's a rule that you can have a certain amount of fuel flow per something. That's Phil, right. Phil, do the details. It's fuel flow per something. Yep. Yeah. And you can't go over the fuel flow per something, and the fuel goes through a thingy that measures how much fuel is going through per something. Yes, and it's an FIA-regulated thingy. Exactly. So then, what Ferrari have been doing is somehow, like... Allegedly. Sh- sh- shorting... <laughs> Making sparks or something, or shorting this regulator thingy so it cuts out, so it's not counting all the fuel going through, so they can put more fuel through, allegedly, which means they can get more fuel in the engine, which means they've got more speed on the straights. The allegation is that they've somehow, pretty much all season, been bypassing it. More fuel, more power, more speed. But then they've been nobbled, it seems, by Red Bull. Well, apparently there's been a f- so So the way the F- F1 works is they've got the rule book, you build a car... And you can basically do whatever you fucking like. And then another team goes, is that is that thing legal? <laughs> it's more like just, in theory, FIA. Yeah, so if they, we were to do X, Y, and Z, would that be all right? So if Red Bull see that Ferrari have got like a fifth wheel on their car, they don't say, oi, Ferrari have been cheated. They go, if we put a fifth wheel on our car, <laughs> would that be illegal? And the FIA go, oh, God, yeah, that would be illegal. If we put anyone doing that, that would be terrible. And he go, okay, just checking, Ferrari. Uh, don't want to say anything, but, you know, you might want to check that because we've just got it in writing that that's illegal. And once, Not saying once, anything. And the, the clever thing is once the FIA have said it, it any grey area that there once was is gone. It's, it's a technical directive and they have to follow it. Uh, and that appears to be what's happened. And, you know, was it last race or the race before? Red Bull did this about this, you know, if we were to sort of do this thing that might affect the fuel flow sensor. If we were to put a nuclear fission <laughs> reactor in the back of our car, would yeah. that be illegal? And then coincidentally at this race, uh, you know, Ferrari have got a slightly new spec engine and seem to be a lot slower on the straights than That's maybe they used to be. It, it is interesting. interesting. Yeah, we're not, we're not saying... We're not saying they cheated. No. But we're saying that if they had cheated, it would look very much like this. <laughs> Stephen Gurr says, I was grateful for the insight provided by Will I Am and that actor guy on Sky coverage. Seriously, why do they ask them for their thoughts? The sniggering at Will I Am talking about Hamilton's music was good though. Did you see this? It was funny. Oh, <laughs> Will I Am is somebody who 20 years ago I had quite a lot of respect for because the early Black Eyed Peas were Hang actually on. pretty good. That was not, tw- don't tell me that was 20 years ago. I'd say it was late 90s probably. No. That first or second Black Eyed Peas album before Fergie got involved was really good Black and then they were just like you know what we'd like a load of money and went rubbish and now Will I Am's an arse. Yeah it was, I, they were well good, they were, they were part of my hip hop. Oh, Black Eyed Peas date back to 1988 where 8th graders William Adams brackets Will I Am and Alan Pinelda brackets A pl.de.ap well his career hasn't gone as well has it there we go behind the front 1998 there we go joints and jam really good song behind the front really good album then they went utterly shit yet another example of phil's terrible taste in music now nonsense hip-hop fans that are listening to this will back me up on this but anyway the point is now he's shit and he was sitting there with a straight face trying to say that lewis hamilton's music was really good and the the, the faces of the sky pundits 
and the backpedaling that they did when Will I Am challenged them was was pretty amusing. And then Matthew McConaughey came in and just started making weird hand signals and just talked word salad for about three minutes. In other news, we've got some new rules for 2021. Despite our scepticism last week, everyone managed to agree on a set of rules and they were all announced in Austin. But rather than delve into them this week, we are going to save them, as we said, for after the next race because it will probably be boring as there is nothing to race for anymore. So tune in next time. But instead, we're going to move on to the arrival for 2020 of a new unknown driver. Alfa Romeo has announced that it will be fielding and an Italian racer called Antonio Giovinazzi. That's come out of nowhere, hasn't it? Have you heard of this guy? Yes, he's a Ferrari young driver and I think he did one race a couple of years ago, but nothing since then. <laughs> In all seriousness, I was, I'm quite surprised that they kept him. I guess he's done just enough in the last few races to sort of get his nose in front of Raikkonen a little bit and prove that he's prove that he's worthy of another year. Can't wait. One to watch. Rising star. Why do you reckon that is? Because he's Italian and it's a Ferrari-powered seat. Like, that seat is owned by Ferrari and he's the only Italian within about 500 miles of Ferrari, so they've got to keep him on. As simple as that, you reckon? I reckon as simple as that. He's got nice hair. Do you, what, what do you reckon he'll have to do next year to keep his seat further? Suck off Enzo Ferrari's corpse. Apparently <laughs> 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 uh. Nigel Mansell was the last man to suck off Enzo Ferrari. <laughs> 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 okay, rich energy update. The cleverest social media strategy in F1 has struck gold again by linking themselves to a possible tie-up with McLaren. This is despite the fact that McLaren don't know anything about it and seem as surprised as anyone when bearded reality dodger Richard Energy started tweeting nonsense ahead of the race in Austin. McLaren boss Zach Brown was quick to pour scorn on the very notion of a deal with a fizzy piss supplier saying the guy obviously likes to draw attention to himself. I haven't spoken with them. I won't speak with them. And I, so I guess that is pretty definitive. I'm very glad we started following Rich Energy again. I, I don't thought, get it, because I didn't think he was doing the tweets anymore, because I thought they'd wrested control of everything from him. Well, if it's not him, it's somebody who's very close to him, because they basically just started... I mean, A, last week they were sort of... They seemed to think they were still supporting Haas for some reason, even though they had a massive legal battle and, and were kicked out. And they started tweeting things like, oh, great work, Roman. Oh, the boys are looking good for this weekend, even though they obviously weren't. But then before Austin, they suddenly started doing a similar thing with McLaren, as if they were sort of McLaren's official backers, hashtagging McLaren, adding McLaren in all their tweets, and even posting a picture of uh, William Story, Rich, Richard Energy himself, at mm. the MTC in Woking. And apparently this reached Zach Brown, who was asked about it, and he was like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know anything about it, I'm not talking to them, I will not be talking to them. Oh, what are they playing at? Are they just trying to sort of, is it like those people who come up to you at a party and just <laughs> laugh at your jokes that they hadn't heard because they weren't there? Very weird. That's never happened. <laughs> to me a lot. And finally, Renault has confirmed that top F1 engineer Pat Fry will join them in 2020. Fry used to be one of the chiefs at Honda. Wait, no, that was Nick Fry. Pat Fry was one of the big dogs at William. No, hang on. That was Pat Simmons. Okay, I have literally no idea who Pat Fry was, but he is going to Renault. He used to work for Mercedes? Benetton. McLaren? McLaren. Ferrari. One of them. He's one of those people that I couldn't tell you what he looks like. He's been in a lot of teams and then been fired, maybe. If you had to picture a generic engineer, would it be that? 
Oh yeah, grey hair, rimless glasses, you know, a bit of a tan. Yeah. Ponchant for wearing clothes with sponsors on them. Yeah. Him. Oh, that's going guy. to Renault. Might save him. No, you won't. Okay. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F1 sake. Find us on Facebook where we are for F1 sake, or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. And a huge thank you to the following supporters of this episode keeping us in beer in our respective locations. They are Joanna Greenland. Is that Joanna Greenland or Joanna in Greenland? Or maybe Greenland is Joanna. What? And Ryan Simpson. That sounds like an American racing driver, if ever I've heard one. Ryan Simpson in the number 35 car. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much, Ryan. And for the fifth time, Anthony Mumford, who says... I was going to buy you two points, but I screwed up my donation strategy, so now you have three. Why would you buy two? There's three of us. Can't give you a point via Wi-Fi, can we, Chica? No, technology hasn't evolved to that point yet. But, Anthony, thank you very much. I'm a little bit worried that you are donating too much money, but, you know, maybe we can do a sort of title sponsor kind of thing. We'll put you on our wing. We are not calling this thing Mumford and Sons. (laughs) You can join Joanna, Ryan and Anthony, Anthony, Mumford and Sons by going now to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Now time for the teams. Mercedes. Bottas won. Hamilton won. That other guy got to stand up and win. Mercedes have won. Toto's winning. Not a bad weekend for them, was it? Basically sums up their season. They didn't have it all their own way. And yet they still manage to win everything. They just keep winning. Yeah. They keep winning when they're not supposed to win. And they win. Yeah. I like Charlie Sheen. Bit of a dated reference. That's what I'm here for. Hamilton didn't have his strongest weekend. But actually in the race, considering he started fifth, which I believe is his worst qualifying in about two years, looked at one point like he might actually win. Yeah. Because there was that bit at the end when when Bottas was chasing him mm. and I'd sort of said 15 laps to go I was like well Bottas has obviously won this and then sort of like 10 laps later he still hadn't caught and passed him I was like Aah. and then he made that move yeah, and it all closer, wasn't he? but he made that move and Hamilton just went no you don't mm-hmm. and it, it felt then like it was going to be a classic Bottas where he goes oh no sorry sir yes sir no sir I won't do it sorry I forgot I wasn't allowed to sorry sir bye it, it was interesting that it that it showed that Hamilton because all Hamilton needed to do was finish 8th and he would have won the title. And he was like, no, fuck you, I'm going to win this, mother. But can we talk about Valtteri Bottas, when he was interviewed like by Martin Brundle, when they all got out of the car, and his first thing was, he said, like, so congratulations, you won the race. And he said something weird like, yeah, it's a shame that today the title got away from me. And it's just like, <laughs> you weren't really thinking. I mean, I know in a way, it was mathematically possible until today for you to win. And I know that as a racing driver, you have to have some kind of like vision and focus that you can be the winner. Yeah. But surely, mate, you didn't think you were going to win it. It's just like, come on, there's like, there's positive thinking and there's delusion. I mean, he did everything he needed to do to keep the title fight alive. If he needed to win, he won. Yeah, but come on. No, I mean, you're right. He'd lost it by sort of... It's like an old relative who buys the lottery ticket or plays the pool still. And you're just like, come on, granddad. (laughs) He's out-qualified Hamilton this season. Yeah. And he's won four races, has he? Do you know what? Yeah, he's done very enough, well. But he's done very well, but he's going up against someone who I think may well be the greatest driver in Formula 1 history. <gasps> mm-hmm. Better than Mantle. Better than Mantle. 
better than Charles Leclerc. Wow. Better than <laughs> Sterling Moss. Wow. Better than James Hunt. Wow. Better than Thierry Bootson. <laughs> better go- than you can stop me. No, no, keep going. Better than Gianni Morbidelli. <laughs> better than Ayrton Senna. I said it. Better than uh, um, Schumacher. Yeah. Okay. Let's move better on than to Chica. Ferrari. No. <laughs> Again, we hear the, ooh, Ferrari are better, and they're in the stronger car. Well, they both had a shit race, and Vettel's suspension failed. I read, though, that Ferrari claimed that they were doing an experiment. What were they experimenting, please? They were experimenting with not cheating, allegedly. What if we put the fuel through the suspension? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What will happen then? That was... was, I know there was... There was talk all through the weekend about the bumps around uh, around the circuit of the Americas, and it was like, okay, it's a bit bumpy, and there were a couple of little bits of front wings slapping, and and you know, little strakes coming off the front wing and stuff. But then, well, it was weird, wasn't it? Because Vettel started off and was immediately terrible, mm. complaining of understeer like nothing else, and then what? I don't know, three or four laps in, suddenly his right rear suspension just exploded. It did mm. kind of look like the car was held together by an elastic band that just went, yeah. Which might be Ferrari's Maybe that secret. was the experiment. <laughs> Maybe. They, they bypassed the elastic band. Maybe that was it. Do you remember years ago when I did the... Uh, we, we we tried to build an engine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and very we successfully. We, we, the kinetic energy system will be two pencils wrapped up in elastic bands because that's mm-hmm. what kinetic energy is. Maybe that's what Ferrari were doing to get past the fuel thing. They were going, let's just put some pencils yeah. and elastic bands in, but it went wrong. Yeah, and a reminder that we are available for consultancy work at very high prices. Very high prices. You can't um, afford us. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great for Ferrari, was it? I mean, if if they were indeed not cheating and uh, were a lot slower this weekend, then fair play. They actually did quite well to um, in qualifying to get up the front, but then they both had dreadful starts. Then... I mean, Leclerc made some mistakes. Vettel's car fell apart. Leclerc had a pit stop that was like half an hour long. Yeah, mm-hmm. Classic Ferrari, really, wasn't it? It was all back to normal. Yeah, There's been a couple of races where we've been like, we can't take the piss out of Ferrari because they're doing quite well. But all services resumed. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari I th- shit. I think this is it. They, they actually have, have served a really nice purpose this year of just being good enough for a little bit to make us think, oh, maybe, just maybe. And then obviously, no, not at all. Red Bull. Never have I prayed for the party-killing yellow flags like I did in that race. Verstappen creeping up behind Hamilton but couldn't overtake and had to sit there and obey the rules for once felt incredible. He had floor damage and then finally ego damage. What did you think of his driving last weekend? Uh, Chica, did you write this? Because this looks like the sort of thing that I would have written in the pre-Charlie Clerk days. You seem to have gone off Verstappen. What's happened? Are you okay? I hate him. Oh, Oh, this is new. Uh, Why? Yeah, this weekend, I just don't know what's gone through me, but I just uh, not a fan. I think okay, it's his cheeky. voice. <laughs> this is really sounded like the sort of thing I'd say. Can we no, just, I've never can... really listened to his voice before, and then I. I was going to say you never really listened to me before. I've Turns never out listened to you. Before, you were right, Terry, and then suddenly um, I was flicking through our archive, <laughs> as one does on a Saturday afternoon. I listened to his voice in an interview and I just thought, oh, you are so annoying. Cool. And I prefer well, Alban anyway, who was amazing. I mean, was he? I thought he was. Yeah. Like, he drove really well. He also got like man of the match of driving. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes. yes. that's what they call it. Man Val. of the match of driving. 
M O T M O D. That's another T-shirt. Matomundu. <laughs> I don't know to what you're referring. Driver of the day. Oh, was Albin driver of the day? He was driver of the day. Was he? I missed that. Yeah. Why? Because he, he was, was brilliant. He came from the. I suppose he came from the back, didn't he? Yeah. He was what at the you, front. What have you got against him? Why don't you like him? I've got nothing against it's him. I'd like voice. him to be good. I just think he needs to be better. No, I like his voice. He's in his first season. Yeah, no, okay. No, he's he's in well. his first season he's and he's driving a Red 14. Bull. Yeah. And he's not shit. Wow. No, that's true. No, it's, it's all fair enough. Good. It's all fair enough. Phil, Hell. what would your man of the match of driving be? <laughs> um, Who would your man of the match of driving today be? <laughs> <laughs> My man of the match of driving uh, would probably be... Oh, it'd be close between Hamilton and Ricardo, probably. Ricardo. Oh. Yeah, I remember Ricardo. Ricardo. A pretty good race, but wasn't, I mean, wasn't Hamil- he a driver? A Hamilton, of years had a t- ago. Hamilton, considering he was on entirely the wrong strategy, mm. uh, did extremely well. I thought to I mean, nurse that car home. Let's be honest, Ricardo's on the wrong career strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's entirely so he's uh, done entirely quite well. fair point. He's done quite well considering he shot himself in both feet and then jumped in a terrible car. Um, but no, probably Hamilton. I think because. Uh, well, he did make life difficult for himself in qualifying, but then. To try and to be as competitive as he was up the front against Bottas in the same car on newer, faster tyres for so long, and then only finish what five seconds behind him, uh, I thought was really good, and obviously won a championship. Six, yeah, he won six world championships yeah, this week. All of them this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Renault. No, it wasn't great, but Renault got was in the better half of the OK in the middle group. It was Ricardo's best race for two months. Do you think Ricardo was pleased with that? Yes. 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 Best of the rest. But he'll also be a little sad because he'll know how meaningless it is. But he'll be pleased. It'll oh. be like, you know when you get to the end of a tube of toothpaste yeah, and you start to really kind of scrape like a half pea size amount and you're happy with it because you can get it out and go oh that's enough oh I've got quite a lot out of there aren't I good sometimes the next you, day if you, if you cut it open with scissors and then you wipe the toothbrush along the open true uh, that you works you can get like at least four more days out there but then you know when you buy a new tube and the first time you use it you just have some kind of toothpaste overdose yeah. and you have like a toothpaste party and you go oh my god I've been starving myself <laughs> that's what Ricardo's going through at the minute he thinks he's doing quite well but he's at the end of the tube a toothpaste well, so, party so what next season he's gonna what's, when he gets a new tube what, what does that well, mean the new, we don't know when the new tube's gonna come that's the problem oh so it's not next season isn't a new tube it might be the new tube but it might not be right what, I so, feel like we're so I feel like we're going off track is nearly at the end of his tube. Hulkenberg has got no tube left. No tube left. He's gone to the supermarket and there's just no toothpaste. Okay. His, at best, he can like swill with bleach or his something. His oral oh, hygiene is, is poor. What will he do now? He's been kicked out of Renault. And I Go mean in terms of career. DTM. He will be in Formula E in within 18 months. You think he'll still drive? Yeah. I think he'll Maybe. be in catering. Or lorries. He might drive a lorry. Yeah. Well, we know oh, what so Renault drivers, <laughs> the lorry drivers are like. Imagine getting an Uber and it's Nico Hulkenberg. Or zip, <clears> you, zip car. You'd just be like going, all right, mate, um, I won't give you three stars because <laughs> you've never got on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren. Great work from both drivers. Albon got in the way, which was annoying for signs. But other than that, a good race coming home in eighth and Norris in seventh. 
Norris is about to join the older gentleman drivers next week as he fetches his pipe and smoking jacket and prepares for his 20th birthday. What do you think he'll do for it? Uh, well, 20 is not really a thing. Is it it's 21 that's the big the big party? 20 is a thing. Yeah. Well, it's still a thing, I suppose. But I'm just asking what you think he's doing for reason. his 20th birthday, Phil. Oh, I, don't I, know. I don't know. It. Okay, let's go, go to b- China Whites. I don't know. Let's let's go back the other way. What did you do for your 20th birthday? I can't remember. It was 20 years ago. Of course you can remember. I really can't. <laughs> you went no to a Manny Street Preachers concert or something. Or you went to see the Black Eyed Peas with their new hot single or something. No, they were they were they were Let's ask someone who's much closer to their 20th birthday. Chica, what did you do last weekend? <laughs> oh, stop it, you. I think I went to Glastonbury. Oh, wow. But anyway, yeah, Lando did very well for a child. Yeah, they have been, they've both been really good this season. Yeah, good on them. Continued to be. Will they get um, better? Will they be better yes. next season? Yes. Oh, yeah, I think so. I you, don't, think they'll I, be, we'll, you think they'll come out of the good middles? I think they'll still be in the middle, but I think they'll be right at the front of the middle. Or okay. the back of the good. Racing point. There were trying moments of racing point in this race. Toro Rosso turned on Perez and Stroll had tyre problems, but they are now ahead of Toro Rosso in the points. If you had Perez and Stroll over for dinner, what would you cook them? Oh, I'd cook Perez a really tough steak. <laughs> like, really overdo it like a tyre. Why? Nice. He loves tyres. Yeah. And Stroll, I would just give him... You know, what are those big silver things called that you cover a plate with when you're posh? Uh, I know what you mean. It's got a name. Cloche, cloche, maybe? Cloche, yeah. yeah. Get him a cloche, and underneath it would just be like, my hand doing a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Perez had a really good race, actually. Oh, um, We didn't see a load of him. I don't care He started, about them. He's, again, pit lane, pit lane start, didn't he, wasn't he? Or he was... At the back, somehow. yeah, because he missed the Weybridge in that what practice two. There you go. That's Fact. right. Yeah, and then he then he went out and qualifying and just like oh, I can't be bothered. Didn't point. really do much. Just pulled around and then got points. So I think that's pretty impressive. And strolled, um, although he only got points because well, we'll talk about Fiat in a bit, but um, he sort of kubitzed himself into points. Um, and stroll was me. Yeah. Hey, yes. gravel with brake problems but somehow got away with it getting classified in 19th and Grosjean didn't move from 15th back with their people I doubt Haas had high hopes of making their families proud what do you think their welcome home party was they all had cloches (laughs) and when they pulled them up it was just Gene Haas's ass doing a shit (laughs) cool yeah they were crap again Okay. Um, I love how you said that he got away with it, getting classified in 19th. Wow, what a, <laughs> a lucky escape. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, he almost missed out on that glory at their home race, didn't he? Toro Rosso! Toro Rosso versus Perez. Viat was disciplined with a five-point penalty after what he believed was a harsh but fair move on Perez. Then Gasly then picked on Perez. He banged wheels with him and then retired after his car couldn't handle it and he had a broken front suspension. What has Perez done to piss off Toro Rosso? Been good, beating them. Yeah. Good with tyres. Yeah. Um, charming. Is well he? Well liked. Perez charming, is he? I think he's quite charming. Is he? 
not on telly, but I reckon he's a kind of he's one of those schmoozer drivers that does business deals and well, he's gets mates with done. Carlos Slim, isn't he? The exactly. world's richest man. You yeah. don't get like that, I suppose, without being a little bit. He's charming. not the world's richest man, is he not? Bezos is now. Oh, is he? All right. Well, he's. I mean, he's still got a few quid. I mean, he's not poor, but Jeff Bezos is now richer than Carlos Bezos Slim. over pesos. That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kvyat for the second race in a row. Torpedo something. He really wants that nickname back, doesn't he? Well, it's because of Hamilton saying that Verstappen was torpedo last week. He's like, uh, excuse me, hold my beer, as they say. That's a good Russian accent. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Gasly. What did Gasly do? Not much. <sighs> What's the point, eh? No, he retired, didn't he? No, yeah. he didn't retire. No. Didn't he? Oh, it just shows that we were paying no attention to him whatsoever. Alfa Romeo. How the mighty have fallen. Last year's winner, which I can't even picture now, Raikkonen, finished with no points. And Giovinazzi came home in 14th. How do you think Raikkonen felt? And do you think Raikkonen feels anything? I was gonna, just going to say, I don't think Raikkonen feels anything. Oh, he feels. He was crying through the whole race. It's all an act. Why does everyone fall for this Raikkonen Iceman thing? It's all a fucking act. Clearly he's got issues and he represses problems and he just doesn't understand how to talk to people. He needs some therapy and we need to all give him a hug and stop laughing at him going, oh, he's so fucking cold. Oh. Do you think as soon as the cameras are off and the doors are closed, he's super expressive and flamboyant? I think he just cries. <laughs> His wife's like, I'm really worried about him. Wow. I mean, it feels like we shouldn't be laughing at this. No. Thanks for lowering the mood. Um, Let's go to the next team then. That'll cheer us up. <laughs> Williams. Russell's tyres were overheating. The only problem with this car, of course, which held him up. And Kubica had to retire with a hydraulic leak halfway through. And Good. that's it for Williams. What, what do you mean? I have nothing else. To say. I can't think of it. I can't even think of anything joking. They were. I mean, they were at least a little bit messing around with the horses for a bit of the race brilliant <laughs> I mean wow. for, Willi- for Williams that's an achievement great wow what a day <laughs> I hope next time I go to the Williams uh, museum <laughs> after going through all the Nigel Mansell cars there's a big room dedicated to that time they messed around a bit with the horses <laughs> oh what a glorious chapter in their history <laughs> maybe there'll be a film about it maybe Matt Damon and uh who else is in? Christian Bale. Maybe Matt Damon and Christian Bale would do a film where one of them is Robert Kubica and the other one is one of the houses messing about a bit. 90 minutes of blockbuster cinema action. Wow. All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. I thought for the driver standings this week, we could do what do all the drivers have six of? <laughs> So, number one. Already I know where you're going with one of them. I don't think you do. One. World Championships, it's Lewis Hamilton, well done. Two, Razors this year, it's Valtteri Bottas. Because, you know, he started with a beard, then didn't have a beard, then he started a beard again, shaved a bit. I reckon he's only got through six Razors. Three, Nannies that refuse to touch him, it's Charlie Clark. Number four, Shaves Ever, it's Max Verstappen with his little baby face. Um, mistakes this weekend, it's Sebastian Vettel, and Races Better Than Gasly, Alexander Albon. Number seven, Nothing. Every week, I get nothing for Carlos Sainz. Since I made a Carlos Sainzbridge joke, I can't think of anything every week. I get to him, and I leave a gap, and I go through the rest, and I go back to Sainz, and there's nothing. He is, like, devoid of personality or things to joke about. I'm sorry, Carlos, but you've got to get your act together. Driving well in the B class of Formula 1 isn't enough for me to take the piss out of you. (laughs) 
Number eight, six nights where he's woken up from a dream where Verstappen is whipping him. It's Pierre Gasly. <laughs> Number nine, six meetings with his lawyer about his old agent. It's Daniel Ricciardo. Number ten, six maids are milking. Uh, number 11, six memes. Number 12, six races left ever for Nico Hulkenberg because I think he's going to do three <laughs> guest races over the next two years. What about the other one? Four and one <laughs> Formula E race. Okay. One Formula E season, which counts as one Formula One race. <laughs> Ooh. 13, six favours left to pull to get that Red Bull drive. That's Daniel Kvyat. He's doing his best to get Putin's attention. <laughs> 14 uh, is six milkmaid lollies. It's Kimi Raikkonen. He loves a lolly. Um, 15, he's got six special best son world championships. It's Lance Stroll. And six balls to suck. It's Kevin Magnussen. Called it. That's, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I thought I didn't, and I did. Uh, 17 is sick of this shit. <laughs> it's Roman Grosjean. 18th is six Mafia Dons to repay for his 2020 drive. It's Giovinazzi. And in 19th place, it's six more swears at Williams. It's Robert Kubica. And that's it. And then for the Constructors' Championship, Matthew McConaughey was at the race. So I thought if the teams were in a Matthew McConaughey film, which McConaughey film would they be? Mm. So at number one, it's Magic Mercedes XL. <laughs> at number two, it's Dazed and Confused. We thought our fuel was legal. It's Ferrari. Unleash the line of Wall Street. It's Red Bull. The Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Ever heard of that film? No. Nope. nope. That's McLaren. <laughs> uh, he did a film called White Boy Rick. Well, wow. That's Renault with Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> uh, Inter's Stella. That's Racing Point because he's very good in his tyres. Oh. Inter's. That was good. The Sea of Trees? No idea. <laughs> it's Toro Rosso. It's the, Matthew McConaughey is one of those actors where you go on his IMDb page and you've only heard of actually like five films. But I <laughs> well, already he, did have, he did have a long period of doing utter shit. I'd already committed to the idea. Italian Buyers Club. It's Alfa Romeo. Fool's Gold. It's Haas Ferrari. Who, who uh, what, what? Hang on. I mean, Rich Energy, surely. Yeah, that's why. Fool's Gold. It's Haas because of their uh, Rich Energy deal. And in 10th place, how to lose a guy in 10 days, it's Williams. <coughs> and it turns out you just got to build a shit car. <laughs> now time for the fact off. Phil, you won last time. So you are going to compete with your facts about the USA and impress me with them. So Phil, good luck. Go. Thank you. Well, I'm going to call back to last week and my glorious victory. You know last week when I revealed that Mexico has 68 official languages? Well, the USA has none. Okay, I'm just going to say, I think we're on the same web page. <laughs> <laughs> just going to say that now. <laughs> so, same fact. we'll see how interesting this gets. It's legal for children to smoke. <laughs> we are on the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you can smoke. Apart from Nevada, there's no minimum age of smoking in every state in America. Well, can't use that one then. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, Phil, yours is pretty obvious, so Terry, you can have that what? one. How one. was it obvious? That was obvious. How is it obvious that the USA has no official language? Oh, who says, oh, I'm fluent in USA? Next. Okay. One in eight people in the United States has been employed by McDonald's. <laughs> it is quite sad, isn't it? 
Okay, that's good. Yeah, Phil? The Los Angeles coroner's office has a gift shop. It's called <laughs> Skeletons in the Closet. Oh, wow. That's good. I like that one. You can have that one. Yeah. Okay, so it's a tie. This is, uh, is going to be tricky. Who is going to win? Phil. In 1893, there was a proposed amendment to rename the country as the United States of Earth. Really? Really. All right, Terry. If you have a $10 bill and no debt, you are wealthier than 15% of all American citizens. Does that include mortgages? I, I don't know, Phil. Okay, well, they're both not great because they've both got clauses and this is getting complicated. I think, Terry, yours was... Oh, I think a bit more heart-wrenching. So, for that that's reason, good. you've won. Yeah! Oh, I mean, mine, like mine didn't have any clauses, but that's fine. You know, I'm a gracious loser. Now, time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. This one's a bit of a special. It's not really a State of F1. It's a tribute. Ooh. To Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. Lewis Hamilton seems to be a bit unloved. People think he's arrogant or hypocritical. Some think his hair is silly. And others still can't get over that Nicole Scherzinger thing. And yes, at some point over the last 10 years, all of those people have been me. (laughs) But despite the fact that he came into F1 as a prodigious talent, became a bit of a gobby twat, then was a bit shit, then made a staggering decision to leave McLaren, the McLaren for, hang on, I'm just looking them up, Mercedes, and on to become one of those not one-hit wonder wankers like Jensen Button or James Hunt, he was. He's become a six-time world champion, second only to Michael Schumacher, who, for the younger folks, we should remind, he made Formula 1 really boring. You might think Mercedes winning most of the races in the last five years is a bit dull, but back in the Schumacher days, there really wasn't much point turning up if you weren't in a red car. And if you're in the other red car, you're only there for a bit of German humiliation. So yes, it's been a bit of a Lewis show the last few years. And after four years of Vettel and seven of Schumi, not forgetting Alonso's two Ickle-Wickle championships in the middle, um, the record books look a little dull. And oh yes, there's that other guy that beat him. Anyway, uh, but Hamilton is the real deal. And we have to confront the elephant in the room. A lot of people don't like him because of, you know, that thing that makes people sometimes not like other people. It rhymes with bassist. And add to that the fact that Britain seems to really hate someone from humble beginnings doing well. Yes, Benedict Cumberbund can be literally descended from famous slave owners, but we all like him because he looks funny and posh and wears a yellow jacket. What a lovely man. But Lewis Hamilton's from Stevenage, you know, and he's not white. And when he has a private jet and a tax account, suddenly he's an arrogant prick and only wins races because he's in the best car and he's got DRS and anyone could do it, you know. So despite being the only person beating him in the last few years, was so spent he had to retire and shit himself regularly in excruciating YouTube videos, you know, I think we've got to give Hamilton a bit of pride where it's due. But don't worry, I've got a solution. Did any driver seem great at the time of them being great? Senna, I remember as a kid, was a pantomime villain. Schumacher bored us all. Vettel just whined and bored us again. Prost was a bit meh, and that's just in my lifetime. 
Ultimately, Lewis Hamilton has become one of the UK's greatest ever sportsmen. Taking F1 from, and I'm going to say this, embarrassing one-offs like Nigel Mansell, Hunt and Button. And when tennis was Tim Henman or a Canadian pretending to be British, and English football and rugby was, well, you know, that's another thing. He's transcending (laughs) F1. And whenever he retires, I expect he'll get more and more famous, as long as he doesn't release those rat records he's been threatening. But we need a solution, and I don't think I have the authority, but fuck it, I'm going to go on a limb now anyway, and give permission for him to be knighted this year. If fucking Sebastian Coe can get one, then we all have a chance. All hail Sir Lewis Hamilton. Here, here. I agree. And Sports Driver of the Year. Man of the Match of the Year. (laughs) If you enjoyed that state of F1, and if you agreed with Terry, then... You can show your appreciation by buying us beer. And how do they do that, Phil? They can go to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. That is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We have not had time to talk about the proposed Miami race for 2021, which is running into a bit of uh, local opposition from the neighbours who don't really want to... want people there uh one of the chaps who against it stood up in a meeting and said don't allow f1 promoters to come in and roll us over like we're not even humans and goodbye to terry saunders we haven't had time to talk about petrobas phil who did petrobas sponsor the mclaren they are the brazilian national oil company i believe not anymore they've stopped sponsoring them immediately we'll be back in two weeks time to discuss the brazilian grand prix in brazil in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Where can you get merch? From our shop, which is ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. We're basically just selling Gunther Steiner is my spirit animal t-shirts. I'm looking at the uh, list. So the new Netflix series is coming soon. So get your orders in before they go illegal. Thanks for listening. See you in a fortnight. I've been G. Carez. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.